0: So before we start this podcast, we've been having some troubles with playback on the iPhone Podcasts app. The podcast is playing on the iTunes app, so we don't think it's an issue with Apple. However, we're not sure. We've tried a few things. We're, uh, we're a bit at a, at a loss here, so if anyone has any ideas or any help, please uh, just message me, message Neil. But yeah, we're having some troubles with the uh, iPhone podcast app, but you can always listen to it on Spotify or YouTube. All right, enjoy the podcast.
1: Okay, how's it going? <clears throat> Pretty good. Here we are. Here we are. Yet again. You know, it does actually just feel you. like a lot of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do feel like this is, um, you know, that whatever that whatever that like island that floats above the planet in Dragon Ball Z is. This this apartment reminds me of that.
0: I never I never watched Dragon Ball Z. I was like the one kid who didn't watch it. Look, I know, I know you've got this your whole life, but Super what Saiyan. the
1: fuck? Why not, bro? I know. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I watched why? Pokemon.
0: I watched Digimon. But... Dragon Ball Z was
1: too violent. <laughs> was
0: that no, even... I just never got into it. What? I know. I don't know how you didn't. I know. I love The Simpsons. Um, what else did I watch when I was a kid? Rugrats, Cat, Dog. No, I didn't watch those. No? I watched Recess. Yeah, yeah that was great. That was. I loved that show. Kim yep. Possible. All the Disney Channel they ones were all I, I really liked. Yep. Um, and their
1: sitcoms. I stand by it. They are better than most adult sitcoms. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were, they were
0: fantastic.
1: Oh, Fleet Kim, Life of Jack and Cody. Kim Possible.
0: <laughs> yes. I had a crush on her. There she was. She was fine. Mm. And it was, so was her that, mom. That friend of hers always trying to hit on her.
1: Ron Stoppable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't Classic. be. Classic. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, he did what we yeah. all would have done. Yeah. Dude, did you know, it's just a quick side note I just found this out the other day So I may as well just mention this The mm. mole rat is Nancy Cartwright The voice of Bart Simpson On Kim Possible Wow I wonder how much how she got paid she, for that How did she have time to do that? Uh, she, well, well, I guess animation I wouldn't am- take too long, would it? I know, especially because <laughs> all of her voices Was just like mm-hmm, Yep, yep, yep That's mm. all that mole rat said Yep mm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what? and why would the creators of Kim Possible ask one of the most famous voice actors of the time to play a mole rat? Yeah. Maybe it was just a passion project for her.
1: Wow, that's what she felt good about doing. Yeah, it. giving back. She was just jealous that she never got asked to do any Pokemon voiceovers. Maybe. Yeah, it's just because of that shitty little... You know why? Because it would have just been a very steady, easy paycheck for 60 minutes of your time once yeah. every few weeks. It was this podcast for her. Oh, voice Except... acting. It... Okay, I found this on the web for a very steady, easy patient for 60 minutes of your time. So that was
0: Siri just picking up something. What did you say? Did well, you say a word that really was kind of like terrifying. Siri? I don't remember. Anyway, we don't need to cut that out. I think that's pretty funny. We'll keep
1: that in there. Fuck, I feel like a caveman. Just, I'm not used to smartphones and saying that. What were like. you talking <gasps> about?
0: Nancy Cartwright, something, something. I don't know. Must have accidentally Nancy. said Siri. Well, oh, I can't keep saying it. Then she'll... Anyway. Jesus, she's forever in your
1: life. I didn't know that. Yeah. You're not scared by that? Okay. That's no, it's a comforting on. voice now. That's yeah. that's scary, isn't it? And also, can you do those that's things? That's dystopian. Siri, do you like me? And she goes, I think you're special just the way you are, Neil. Does it do that? She didn't do that for you. Let me try. Did she?
0: Siri. Hey, Siri. Do you like me?
1: I don't know what that means. Thy that was... friendship
0: makes us fresh. What is that? So she's combining Shakespearean language and... Fresh Prince of Billy language. Urban speak. Damn. She's cool. I like you, Siri. If you were yeah. a girl, I'd date you.
1: <laughs> well, I'd ask. That is what men want out of a woman. Just like, can you give me a compliment now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay,
1: well... Yeah, we're, the, we're dogs. Men, are, it's it.
0: the oldest cliche... There is, but women are cats and men are dogs. No, it's true. It's 100%. I've, I've got a cat. It's true. <clears throat> Want patch. That's my evidence. Well, I've Gourny. got a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she only nice to me when she wants something. Typical. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> and the, and, she, and she's clean and she, isn't, she doesn't slobber all over the place. She's not dirty and loud. No. But she's up herself. No. And thinks she's God's gift.
1: Super territorial.
0: Yeah, the podcast is going in an incel direction again.
1: Man, it's it's very telling of us, isn't it?
0: It's fine. <laughs> okay, well, if you're <laughs> happy with it, I'm very happy with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed a lot of uh, my videos becoming slightly more... You know what it is? Because I'm single. As soon as I go through a dry patch, I just all my videos just have some level of incel mentality in them. Seriously? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It all just becomes about sex. Not just about sex, just the about like, well, what,
0: women suck, eh? <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, it's just like a, yeah. Because I literally am an, an insider. Yeah, damn. Mm. Okay, all right. It is just, you are, a, you go, being a YouTuber any... is, being a mid-2000s rapper, I write about my life. It's that. <laughs> it's like, my album's an autobiography. Oh, true. <laughs> MTB. Yeah, YouTube's the new MTB It is though, I like that I like the fact that You know you know what's really cool about art That obviously everybody else has figured out But like everything else in my life I just have to read it in a book and go Did you know that the sun revolves around the earth But uh, the, the point <laughs> is that What? <laughs> just dude I, I feel like I have no street smarts at all None I have a lot of book smarts. Purely you because you didn't I've learn one.
0: any street smarts growing up in the mean streets of Newtown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. Didn't live the that's thug true. life. That's true. I did learn that. Yeah, the inner
0: did. west thug life. <laughs> didn't learn how to roll. Surely you would have learned how to roll a joint, man. Newtown.
1: All right. knew how to roll a joint. Knew how to get wristies in a graveyard without getting caught. Learned how to get cheap chicken deals, like and like you know, just been like, that's well, very specific.
0: Go- wristies in a graveyard without getting caught.
1: Yeah, dude. That uh, Look, was that a if thing? anyone is from Newtown High, tell me if that's still going down. A kids from like <sighs> year seven to nine going, you know the cemetery I'm talking about in Newtown. Fuck. And they sit in. I never did it. A, because I never had the opportunity. But B, I, I, I really hope that I wouldn't have ever been that desperate. And that was something that like the golf kids do did. Today. Necro, <laughs> It's essentially necromancy, dude. Like, I really hope that you're <laughs> like... Uh, I, okay, you have your own apartment. Oh, you I do actually, realize, yeah, that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> so I really don't Still, need I to want be in to the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I it's so scary thinking about that. Just... Not with
0: a not with a girl in high school, but okay,
1: no, more my age. No, you just want one of those like pornographic goosebumps covers of a dead hand just going. Mm.
0: No, girls, I don't think I've ever. Nah, I've never come from a um, hand job.
1: Yeah. No. Well, actually I think
0: I'm trying to think no, I have to finish it off.
1: Yeah, I think so too. well, there's like a couple of very good counter examples that I have in my mind, but mm. the constant is no, you don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've just had so much practice from when we were 12, 13. Yeah. It's comforting. can't compete. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is this is how the podcast works. If you if you're new, we have ten or so minutes of very random banter at the start, and yeah, then mostly we into, just talk
1: about sexual frustration. Oh yeah,
0: and then <laughs> even though he's in a long term relationship,
1: <laughs> mm. well, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they go hand in hand. Mm. It is just wow. being an incel. <laughs> <laughs> wow, who's eh? actually getting eh? married out there?
0: You know, it's like just like five percent of guys, and <laughs> that's it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure It's like dudes that are not on the A team of Australia's cricket But those like standing dudes They are getting a lot of puss
0: And I don't have to work that's, that hard That's so, that's such a, that's just so precise But can you deny it? I wouldn't, you know I mean I wouldn't what? Wait, what? So like the A grade cricketers But not the ones in the actual team
1: Yeah, A yeah, grade cricketers that are like the supplements Those guys Really? I know because I know a couple of them and they just live in an apartment and their entire life is just this conveyor belt of new ass walking in. Sports stars and I
0: would just say sports stars and well, cricketers and footy players for sure. That's true, but they do
1: not get as much as the B grade ones because first off, women don't know that much about sports. So they're like, Alright, oh, yeah, I think I've seen you on TV before. But the other thing is the ones that are in the A grade, huh. they have to at least focus on sport a lot. These guys don't. That's why they're not on the front bench, and they know they're not good enough to be there. So the what else are you going to bench. fill your time well, with? Well,
0: you really know nothing about cricket. <laughs> no, 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 the front bench. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, anyway, let's let's get it. You, you in. can feel the gaps. Let's uh let's get into the. Uh, I want uh, What did I want to talk about? Suffering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Tell me about it, Neil.
0: So I've just been thinking about it a little bit lately. Because of your in-seal endeavours. Well, yeah. Well, lack of endeavours. Lack of endeavours, More yeah. than anything. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, but <laughs> just uh, it's a it's a concept that's been explored throughout philosophy for a, a, a time in memoriam. But um, people who find virtue in their suffering. And I think that I've just been noticing that on even just a day-to-day level, people I talk to, and I've been noticing it in myself as well, that people think they're, uh, f- for most people, we think we're owed something if we've suffered to a considerable degree. Owed? Yeah.
1: Expand on there. So I just,
0: uh, the thing that brought that this to my mind was I was having a conversation a couple of days ago and I've had this conversation with a few people where I talk about what I did after high school and what I did straight out of high school is I took a gap year and I started teaching improvisation and drama at my old high school. Now, my high school was very generous. They let me use the drama room rent-free. And I'd already been doing it in lunch times for three or four years. So a lot of the kids knew about it. I'd performed at assemblies and things like that to popularise it. And as a result, I had about I had three classes during the week, uh, 25 to 30 kids in each class, and they were paying $10 a week. So I was just raking it in as a 17, 18-year-old. I was wow. making... Uh, 800 to $900 a week. Working, that is very enterprising. Yeah, working four and a half hours a week. And what? I wasn't even doing any other... Well, I was preparing the lessons and driving back and forth, don't get me wrong. And I was charging them... Look, I was charging them $10 a week. So it was not an exorbitant amount. I think that's quite fair. I don't think I was, you know, um, making a bad deal out of it or anything like that. Um, and as soon as I... T- whenever I tell people that, especially when I told people that... When I was younger and people were still working casual jobs, and you know what casual jobs are like if you're working at fast food restaurants or cafes, it's, it's pretty long it's hours. $10 and $10. Yeah, it's hour. whatever it is, $10, $14 an hour, and you're working much, in much uh, uh, trying circumstances, and people would just get a- a- annoyed at me. Yeah, of course. And so, I, and then that made me think, like, why, why are they getting annoyed at me? I think it's because they, they think, well, I've, I'm working eight hours a day, five hours a week, and I'm only making half as much as you, and you're working four and a half hours a week. And I was, like I said, I was never, I didn't inherit anything. I wasn't handed down a company or anything like that. And there is, I think, an element of, hey, my suffering. Sure. if 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 your suffering if, if your suffering is so much less than mine yet you're being so much you're, you're you're gaining uh such a greater amount of reward for it that's not fair and i've even observed it in myself to a certain degree i'm sure you felt this as well when you look at some of the things that get a lot of attention on social media and you think that's just not fair that's just not fair that like an insta girl who could post a photo of her ass. Here we go, back to the incel mentality here. (laughs) about five minutes. Yeah, post a photo of her ass and get (laughs) that much attention and that much more money when we put so much effort into our videos in the same way I'm sure a filmmaker would be looking at us thinking, oh, these guys just do videos. I've I've spent a year creating this short film and it got viewed by 10 people at a festival or something like that. Um, And then you can just... Don't you think you see it also in just in, in, in older people in the way that they you know I've, I've worked I work my ass off this many hours a week yet this wanker can get earn this much money you see it in relationships you see it with um, older women who seem to think uh, younger girls that get out of a relationship. Oh, you, you you your generation is just so easy to throw the towel in. It's so easy for you guys to throw the towel in. You don't you don't suffer in the same way we did, and that sort of mentality. I'm just seeing it all over the place, and I just wanted to explore it and talk about it with you. And well, dude, is it suffering or is it envy? It sounds like well, the I main think, point. I is think envy. they're interconnected, though. I think I don't think that yeah, envy would true. exist if they didn't have that suffering, because they're obviously not happy with what they've had to endure, and as a result. Rather than question their choices and what they've done, it's much easier to just think that the world is unjust and oh, it's not for this person
1: got a free ride. That's true. See, I mean, in in politics as well, um, it's actually you you've, you have identified the root. Well, Buddhists, I guess, identified it before, but yeah, you I I don't know if you came to it yourself or whatever, but it is the main. Buddhism always says that everything kind of just comes down to, you know, just basically being like complacent or suffering. That's pretty much it. Right. Really, at the end of the day, all the emotions are just a variation of those two things. There you go. And I think you, you've done it. You've, you, you're you right. It is the the, the the very specific examples that you were giving just then are examples of envy. It's just that category of suffering. Mm. But suffering is basically just that mental state of not being complacent yeah so everything is so the, but another way is like complacent or not complacent
0: but do you think that for people to not feel envious when they're suffering they need to adopt some sort of ideology that says that there is virtue in whatever they're suffering for i mean you even just take religion like christianity for example there's so much about suffering for the cross in that so you know they're foregoing so many little pleasures they're foregoing their own happiness in many instances because they're suffering for a cause
1: yeah, and that's why I don't think. Well, the, you know, that's why. I don't know. Wankers and. S- smart people that wankers follow. Let's just exclude the wankers from that but I think mm. that smart people are always you know like you know you Richard Dawkins of the world and stuff they're just like <laughs> God you know but they will always give like a special exemption to Buddhism because they've kind of identified it a little bit better than yeah, Christianity yeah, yeah. Sure. Has. so it so yeah. Christianity for instance they have that well, idea Christianity
0: weaponizes it turns it into Buddhism a virtue
1: uh, identifies it identifies it as a thing that you want to be avoiding hmm. whereas Christianity says that you should sort of sacrifice things for that because and it's just a less precise way of saying that, like, okay, because Buddhism would be saying the same thing, that, like, you should give up the chocolate. But it is saying that because when you don't have the chocolate, you are sad. So don't have the chocolate, and mm. then you'll never be sad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, yeah. you know, like, Christianity is yeah. kind of getting to the same message, but it's oh. got, like, a, a few steps that it's sort of missing, I guess. Yeah. So when you're talking about people being envious and then just being in, like, a non-complacent state, it does come back to that point that, I guess... Um, when you, when you look at them, the most successful people, when you break it down in religion in the US, it is Buddhist. And it is because they right. are constantly moving away and they have techniques that they have learned from kids of how to avoid suffering. And that's yeah. the thing is because when they are focusing on that, instead of focusing on... Because, dude, you know what? This just reminds me of like my first... Not my first interaction with you. My first interaction would have just been doing like, you know, open mics at the same time or whatever. But... Just you doing Australia in two minutes, and I think that the only reason that I have a career is because I, I had a self-help mentality of, like, that guy's doing something successful. Like, that's the model you should be following, not just sitting around in a dingy basement with a so, bunch of self-hating people.
0: So you're saying uh, you owe me 1% royalties of everything that you own? I do.
1: I'm not going to give it, but, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so <But> Australian <laughs> two minutes
0: was uh, your biggest inspiration in life. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
1: It was! There's no I mean wow.
0: look
1: I mean look it's it's really weird thinking about that from your perspective that that's become your I didn't do it in life, right? But <laughs> yeah, in I mean my life that is sort of my Bible. Wow that, <laughs> sort <of> like, I'll <laughs> take it. I will take it. Like yeah, I was just I remember looking at it and just thinking, fuck, Neil's onto something here. Wow. And I, it never really hit me before because I was just searching around and doing the, the Triple J and the ABC thing and that got not going anywhere. And if I kept doing that, I probably would have had about as many minutes as there are in Australia's two minutes exposure on ABC2 at this point. You know, yeah, like it just, that was you're the welcome. old model. And I I truly do thank you for oh, it. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome, mate. Because, dude, um, you did actually in a lot of ways you did pioneer that, and it is because you do have that little enterprising spirit. Someone was talking about this the other day. I can't remember who it was, but your name brought up, and they were saying that about you—that you just have this very, you 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 have like a very uh, business-minded attitude to life, and that. Oh, is I do, and I don't. I don't think I'm very business-minded. Because dude, clearly, money you is are. not money is not a huge concern for me. But it doesn't matter about the money part, right? Like. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I it, guess it's the part money of it. Part Don't get like, me wrong. Yeah, but it is to everyone, and I understand what you mean by that. That some people it's just their motivator in life, and that's an evil thing. But the there's there's like you know there's there's a business minded person, and then there's people that are just like into investments and things like that, and that's like a an offshoot of it that is kind of more money focused. But same entrepreneurial. Yeah, it's like that. I think that's different.
0: Yeah, it's, it's make a
1: slight. Uh, differentiation there. Well, okay, because I, I think the think... original word that I said, like enterprising, right? Yeah, you, you, you yeah. have an enterprising spirit. I'll take that. Don't you? Rec- and you should take Thank it. you, because I didn't even know that about you before. That's actually really interesting. Well, yeah,
0: like that uh, that first job I had. I mean, like that's the thing where everyone's like, "Well, my first job sucked," and I was like, it was, "I had like the best job in the world because mm. so I was doing what I loved." It I sounds was like it's imparting... better than your job now. Yeah, like, <laughs> it in, a, mad. in many ways it is, because yeah, uh, like... I was making a killing. And look, I was very lucky that, Like I said, the school didn't make me um, pay any rent, and I wasn't. Uh, they their insurance covered the kids and things like that. Eventually, they changed that. had to Had to pay insurance when Australian Two Minutes came out. Ironically enough, they said no, you can't teach the kids anymore because <laughs> one of the kids showed showed their mum the video, and Too that was a sad day. Words. That was a sad day. But I just employed a bunch of people to do it and paid them a very reasonable. Uh, like $40 an hour or something. So they were getting $60 for the session. And think about it. If there's 30 kids in the session, there's $300. I'm giving them 60. I'm just for literally doing nothing. I'm like, you t- give me 240. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, uh, I kind of felt bad, but then I also didn't. Cause I'm like, well, that guy's getting 60 bucks.
1: They wouldn't have been getting the 60 otherwise. Yeah. And, Dude, that's a that's a fair wage.
0: So then you know what? That is a business minded. That is a very uh, <laughs> no. You
1: are enterprising. No, you know. so actually, yeah, no, I, I changed it. You're right. It is business minded. That was very bi- that <laughs> that that part was very business minded. Um, admittedly,
0: uh, but yeah, going back to going back to suffering, um, I just. <laughs> but no, okay, sorry. Po- yeah, okay, go. You go. Well, I want to make a I want to make a, a a point here about the suffering I see when it comes to political ideologies. So, um. If you take the Bernie Sanders style of politics, the rhetoric is always economic justice. And I think definitely Bernie believes in that and a lot of his supporters would 100% believe in that. But how many of them are just envious? In the same way, a lot of, if you take uh, a Trump or um, any, any sort of, political party or policy that purports to be in favor of nationalism patriotism the country first how many of them are actually just racist
1: so the thing is you will find people in the bernie sanders camp that are just envious and i know exactly what it's like because you know if you ever go to any labor circles um if you ever go to anyone that's like concerned in climate change and all those kind of things you will find those loons and that they do; those people mm. definitely do exist. And
0: that does it, it. You know, it worries me. Like I, I, um, I like a lot of the the policies, but I am hesitant to be on the same team as people who are just envious. But I, I, you never know how how great a
1: proportion that is off the particular because it's a mind like what you're saying right like if you're just talking about the individual of it yes the people that understand bernie sanders mm. at that level of just like yay i want a free college tuition and that's not look i don't empathize with the individual for having to pay college tuition and crippling debts and things i just see it as a national thing of like if you are making college free yeah. it is going to benefit the nation later on, right? Sure. It's just this thing of, like, what is your attitude and perspective as to why you support those policies? And so I think that that's the whole point is that, like, it, it what you're saying is people that are, you know, of that suffering, like, I'll get back at those, those people mm-hmm. are attracted to that ideology, right? But there and are other people that don't have I, that I, mindset. Oh, without
0: right? a doubt. I, uh, And I think with any political ideology, there would be people who are just suffering and have some sort of – they're
1: just getting on board with the the tribalism of it, um, but that's the whole point. Is it's just a, like that's not really a reflection on no, I, yes. on Bernie Sanders no, himself I, and not, his philosophy. It's just I'm, like yeah. it, it's your. It's like cause, I'm
0: not, and I'm not saying that at all. But yeah, there's just reservations because it can embolden those people in the same way that there were huge reservations about Trump because even if well, you could you could make an argument that he does that he did espouse some level of if not fully racist like casually racist rhetoric or whatever but it did embolden the richard spencers and the white supremacists of of the world
1: yeah but the thing is that like i i think it's just on you to develop a a more expansive mindset than that because it's <laughs> the, it, it's the same thing that always just boils down to it's you know people that just see Politics is like, you know, through to justice worry through getting back through to justice worries. It's just like, it's, it's this very insular view of life. Hmm. If you are, if that's the way that you view politics, I can guarantee you that the way that you view your life is going to be extremely inwardly focused. And Mm -hmm. if you are extremely into inwardly focused, you're not going to have those kind of attitude, those ideas that you had of just like, you know, if I give a service out to people of improv yeah. and just pay and charge them like a little bit amount of money, like that benefits me as well as them. Sure. And so it's like this win-win interaction exchange thing. There's like yeah. a bigger concept there than just being like, I need a job. I should get more for my job. Yes. I understand that.
0: Yeah, no. And again, I'm not saying that uh, it's it's like the the primary factor in any kind of refusal to support those kind of policies. But I, I, I just, I do think about it. It's part of, it's it's part of something that I do. What? Like I, it's th- <laughs> like it's not. That's not my be all and end all. I'm not saying oh, a certain amount of people are just adopting that particular ideology because they're suffering and they want to get back at people. Like that's not. I'm not going to make a decision simply because of that. But I'm just. I'm just bringing up in this pocket that it, that it definitely is something that exists and it's something that. Well, I wanted to just. Dis- I wanted to discuss.
1: Yeah. And. But th- th- I think that that is mostly like an individual decision that you have to grapple with yourself. And like, I guess we could just go back into that whole cultural thing that we talked about a few yeah, episodes ago. But like the thing is that, you know, if you go to Bhutan, mm. for instance, Bhutan has very good policies implemented uh, for its own people. Mm. And the people are definitely not suffering. And mm. why is that? It's because Buddhism is taught to them at ki- as, as an age of being kids. And when yeah. you meet Bhutanese people, mm. everyone says the same thing. When you meet Bhutanese people, it's like meeting the Dalai Lama. Like you just feel enlightened being in their presence. I
0: think a lot of people should people should try to be aware of their suffering as much as possible. Um, whether it's in their work life, their relate, a lot of it exists in relationships, don't you think? Suffering, you think, yeah. Like well, I every, mean,
1: well, it's not just intimate relationships. It's like just any relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: any relationship, but. I would have an inkling to suggest that some people who get married young and maybe it's not the most successful marriage, they're the ones who are the most vocal about other people who might who might not choose to get married or might not want to get even get married. They're saying oh, wh- why are you not getting married? You should do that well, we did it and you know I've had to endure all of this suffering in my marriage. so why should you have to why, sh- why do you get to live that life? You're just not as virtuous as I am. Really conservative politicians who are the most vocal about um homosexuality often are homosexual themselves and because they have suffered through having to uh, suppress that, they feel oh it's not fair that they get to give in to those temptations so yeah as a result like they they find uh, a sense of uh, ego in their suffering
1: mm, mm. which is what it is. Well, I suppose like yeah. which is like what I wanted to talk about before. Which I mean,
0: like is- even even just real quickly, like yeah. a, a lot of people who might be in, in traditional media or not even successful, they might they're not successful comedians, they're not successful YouTubers, whatever it may be. Whenever you talk to them, they always have some sort of justification. Like, yeah, I could I could be successful if I just did that, or I, I no, but I'm doing it the proper way. I'm 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 not giving in to commercialism. I'm not just giving people what they want i'm thinking i'm thinking bigger than that like there's some sort of justification rather than looking inwards and saying well maybe the decisions and the product i'm putting out isn't actually that good because that's a very confronting idea to grapple with
1: and extremely self-absorbed yeah that's the other thing as well because yeah. I, I think a massive point of that when they're always just saying that no i'm not selling out no, what you are doing is you are not offering people a service and that's why no one is watching you and if you watch their content every time it's extremely autobiographical it's always just about them. Yeah. How's that going to relate to other people? That's right. And that's the whole thing about like your work is always just like what what little culture what little niche can oh, i focus on
0: very complimenting me a
1: lot in this podcast I'm well dude it is, it. it is actually you something that's a good thing ego thing. stroke do you deserve it for <laughs> this specific subject well, especially you. you've you've really nailed this very young i have observed that well, definitely well i think that that's something that you've kind of um i don't know how you got into that very early on but there's definitely this this uh this this inherent understanding that you have that it's, uh, yeah, envy's not a good place to be.
0: And having said that, I'm not immune to it either. I mean, no like one I said, is.
1: I, I look at,
0: I mean, I look at, uh, well, reality TV. A lot of people look at reality TV and it's just like, like they get millions and millions of views. And I'm like, ah, it's not fair. I look at those pranksters on YouTube, they get five, six, seven million views a video. And all they do is go out in public and, throw eggs at people or whatever they (laughs) do which yeah it's kind of funny i'm not gonna lie i still laugh at that but it's uh I, i you know i have to be aware of my thought process there and think no you're just being envious because your 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 natural response is to just it's one to be envious and then i think the next step after that is to belittle them in some way to justify your suffering say oh no but they're not as smart as me so it's fine it doesn't matter
1: And then the next stage after that is it just starts becoming self-inflicting on yourself. Mm. There's like an old Buddhist saying that's just like, you know, um, suffering is like burning your hand. I mean, sorry, pain is burning your hand. Suffering is holding on to the coal that burned your hand. And I think that that's what happens is that like once you start getting down that path and we know it in the field of comedy that there's Mm. just a lot of those comedians that have that attitude and they, uh, you know, are older than us, Mm. much older than us at this point, and their career has not taken off because they have never gotten past that point of just constantly just having this extremely insular view and, like, nursing their suffering and seeing, like, I don't know, just being comfortable with that. Mm. But the thing is that, man, like, I've always... There's actually this great book called Create or Hate. I really think that that's like something. Yeah, okay, cool. Something else that I think that you you really get into, which is that like, dude, if you aren't making something, you just start bitching about other people's (laughs) shit. And that's what I always get now. When I just have that like, fuck, this this isn't fair. I just go and just be like, okay, I'll just start writing something down. The brain just goes off to that. That's a a really good philosophy to have. I
0: I would just add that not necessarily if you're just not making anything. If you're not, um, getting anywhere you could be making things I know a lot of people who are writing and making videos and then they're just not going anywhere mm. and as a result they're just they're, yes they're bitter they're envious because they think you know I've suffered for this like why is it how is it fair that this person who posts a TikTok <laughs> gets all this view, all these views and attention whereas I've made this really long elaborate short film or whatever it may be and I get 20 views
1: because they don't understand that what you have fostered more than anything is, I think it's again that thing of just like you, you had that uh, original enterprising spirit, which is why that you just went onto TikTok, you know, like you, you've you've got this thing A lot of like of the
0: other comedians went on to TikTok before me. Yeah,
1: but like I haven't, like all of those other comedians haven't. I mean, yeah, as you said, some of them have. Hmm. But the thing is that like you know, there's 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 something there that they aren't doing, which is that they are constantly thinking, you know. Um, what do I want to make? Why doesn't anyone like my thing? It's all very inwardly focused, whereas you're yeah. thinking, like, yeah. where are the people? How can I reach those people? What mm. service am I going to give those people? It's very reflective in your work because most of your work is trying to, like, encapsulate an attitude of the time or a culture of the time. Mm. So you're just saying, which is a service that people want, clearly. Yeah. People do not want your little story mm. of, like, I just saw this, like, old man walk up and help this, like, little kid build a castle, and so I just thought I should make a short film out of that. Mm. It might be sweet. I'm not going to click on it. And when you beca- <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> look, when you become cognizant of, of, of suffering, you just... It's it's everywhere. As soon as you talk to 90% of people, if you let the conversation flow long enough, they start complaining. Mm. Right. Everyone. Mm. Hey, look, I understand. Everyone needs to vent. I've got my things I, I want to complain about too, but... I just when you're aware of it you just find it quite confronting really that that many people in uh relatively speaking without a doubt there are issues in this society no one's denying that but over the course of history we're one of the most prosperous societies of all time yet everyone has something to to complain about and something that they're suffering it is something with.
1: It, it's i think a lot of it also is the fact that um in modern society, there's just it's it's because like there's just so much free mm. time. It's like your cat, yeah. It's like your cat doesn't have to hunt, so what does it do? It just sleeps and then plays with pins. Just complains when it doesn't get food, yeah, and whines when it doesn't get food. Wow, yeah.
0: did not think of it like that. And the humans, free aren't time actually, yeah, contributes to it. They're not far from it, yeah. It's free mm, time because then because then, you, then your thoughts begin to fester, and you've got more when you're not thinking about wow, I really need to get my next meal. You just start thinking about things that aren't. That's significant.
1: Yep. Or Interesting. you figure out how to like move that free time into something constructive. And mm. those are the people that just go further in this society. And I think it is because most people never think in that direction. Mm. that They don't go that place. Mm. So I think that like, yeah, I get the same thing when I'm looking at like prank videos and stuff. of just like, yeah, that's bushy. But all the time, I makeup it,
0: videos. I'm like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. Oh, but I think I just do have that attitude of, they have, yeah, they they have their like lane in life, and the thing is, at the end of the day, like that's cool that they're getting those uh yeah. th- those views or whatever. But
0: their success doesn't affect my success.
1: No, doesn't affect your success at all. And the thing is, like, I don't know, I didn't, I don't really know what your like inner thoughts are, but when when I see those moments, mostly sex. My, actually, yeah, I do know your inner <laughs> thoughts. They are that. <laughs> It's
0: mostly, it's mostly sex, man. Yeah, it's mostly the puss.
1: Yeah, you do. You you. Uh, th- th- that is your. That is your money. Well, your there life. you
0: go. There's more. There's there's another perfect example of suffering. It's the the uh, yes the incel the nice guy mentality. Oh, I've done so much. I've I put so much effort into pleasing you, and yet you don't you don't give anything back to me. Well, there's no... Just because you've put all that effort in and you've, and you've suffered for your cause to try and get the girl, there's no actual law of the universe that says you are going to be aptly rewarded for
1: that. Well, you, you could argue that the law is that you are not going to get rewarded well, for that. Yes,
0: yeah, so if anything, it contradicts what yes. you think. There you go. Yeah, you, no, you're right when it comes to that.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, if you look at the men that are most successful with women why are they the most successful? It's usually because they're bringing a fun vibe. Yeah, here we go again. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we are falling into that category. But no, it's, but it's, it's, it's
0: relevant. It's, uh, it's relevant.
1: It's just if you are offering something that people want, you will be rewarded in life. And does that necessarily mean that you should do it? That's the other thing that I'm always grappling with and I always just come to the conclusion that no, some things are bigger than that. Yeah. So you try and think of ways to, uh, you know, include those elements and build something bigger. That's yeah. what I think of and, it. As and
0: I going think. back to the political manifestation of this this idea of finding virtue in suffering, I'm not. I don't think it's exclusive to uh, socially Democrat policies at all, because even in what what is commonly termed as identity politics, all that is is finding some sort of ego in suffering. Yeah. It's like, well, I've endured yeah, yeah. It a Missing lot more out. because, and there's a certain, and don't get me wrong, there's a certain truth to it. There's conversations that we should have, and now I think people have gone so far the other way that they don't want to talk about race at all. But um, I think, I think conversations about culture are much more interesting and relevant than conversations about race. But having said that, there are definitely people uh, in that identity politics camp that find a sense of ego and virtue in what they, what they believe they've suffered for. Hmm. That's the whole game. Have they even... That is the whole game. Yeah.
1: That's all... And that is why it's exploited so well. And that's the uh, modus operandi of marketing Mm. and advertising. If you go there, that's what they will drill into you over and over again. Mm. Find a pain, exploit that pain. People will buy your product to alleviate that pain. Which is why, again, I say... Yeah, we
0: we can consume our way out of pain.
1: Yeah. Which is why there was something really gross about the 2016 election because it was kind of like, I, I think there was like this, oh, this to distract from the fact that there was like problems that should have been addressed, they had this thing of just being like, on Hillary's camp, of just being like, yeah, get back at men so you can get a, get a woman elected and like in Donald Trump's path there was like this kind of like underlying tone of just being like, no, we're not going to let the women win. they get always getting their way these days. Like there was, there was that feeling at in both of their campaigns and it yeah. was that thing of just like exploiting that pain and there's you know? just
0: as much exploitation of pain on the other side as well even though they're the ones who say oh the other side needs to toughen up but i think no, but yeah, what look look happens it, is that, that they, no exactly they've said well I, I haven't had an easy life because i'm a white male or i haven't had an easy life because I'm a, I'm a male so is my is is my suffering less valuable because i'm a man yeah which is actually a fair it's a, you know it's a fair point to make um I find I don't know if you've observed this, but going going on a you know, in an Australian cultural perspective, the the third generation Greek Italian immigrants and, and just Wog immigrants, they are the most vocal about being against um, you know, the snowflakes and identity politics. Even mm. more so than than uh than you know, white males. And I think the reason for that is they actually endured a lot because of their uh, ethnicity in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. They were the ones called wogs. They were bullied relentlessly back before there were any anti-bullying campaigns or anything like that. So their thought thought process, is, I can only imagine, is all oh, these whiny millennials who are talking about their trigger warnings because someone said something about their race, whereas what they're really saying is like the pain I had to go through was so much worse, so why the hell should you... Have it easy compared to what I had.
1: It all goes back to that.
0: Don't you? Do you think would you suffering?
1: Yeah, would you agree with
0: that observation of the? Because on Facebook at least, and from the people I've spoken to, yeah, it seems to be sort of middle aged uh, European immigrants who are actually they are very vocal against that. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, a lot of the older white people sometimes are in favor
1: of it. God, it is. It's just all like a. It's it's all just this huge manifestation of being
0: self-obsessed. Mm. I mean, I had I had inklings of that particular mentality as well because you know I wasn't immune to uh, being teased for my race in in primary school, and to a lesser extent in high school. But I still had it, and yeah, for, to some degree, I was made to feel insecure about it. But as a result, I went the other way, and I say, well, no, but that suffering means something. Like, I'm not going to just give in
1: to that. You know what, it all – I think I think that's what – yeah, that's that's why, like – God, I never even thought of that connection before. Like, I, I knew that, you know, th- this whole identity thing was used because it, like, works extremely effectively in campaigning. It's just going through that marketing mechanism of finding a pain and hitting it. But, dude, that's that's what it is. It's just it, – it's it's a pain – that everybody feels. And so it's easy to exploit that pain. And the thing is that with these kind of like, if, if you are focusing on that pain, like you were pointing out, you're not actually solving anything. Like you you are just getting sold a product and that product doesn't actually have any answers. Mm. And so really all it is doing is making you just fester on that for someone else's gain. But it's not your gain. Yeah. The, the actual gain of it, would just be like, Suffering doesn't Enjoy. end. You know, like, have your little Twitter fest. That's fine. Does I'm the suffering out
0: of that. end? Now, uh, another thing that, we, because Australia Day was uh, you, pretty uh, recent, and well, yeah, when this podcast goes it, out, it'll probably be a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're very True. organized. Um, <laughs> we have jage. And I wonder, with um, the whole movement towards reconciliation, how much of these things are actually going to alleviate a lot of the suffering that Indigenous people may feel.
1: Well, see, this is the whole point, and that's what my Australia Day thing was, and that just created all kinds of fucking No, but, like, does...
0: Will, changing the... Changing the date doesn't offset the... the, Yes, the horrible atrocities that did happen. Exactly. You can do the welcome to country, you can say sorry, you can do all of that. Nothing is actually going to... I mean, I would like to talk to an Indigenous person about that. I just don't... To to me, I just don't think any of that is an adequate offset to actually, to,
1: to, to what transpired. Well, I've always got indigenous people coming up to me, and obviously they're going to be a sample of people that like me. But after my Australia Day video, there was heaps of them that just came up all the time and just like, yeah, dude, fuck all those people that are constantly complaining about that shit. Um, but obviously the ones that, like, hate me for it wouldn't come up and say that. But <laughs> they, they, they wouldn't just come up and go, no, fuck you! It. But, you know, the thing is, dude, honestly, I see it over and over again. I see... It really is, that, like, like, what's
0: next? Like, then it, it just keeps... Uh, I think, I think in 10 years we'll, we will be. Well, because already in the democratic primaries, they were having conversations about um, reparations for African-American. And I can imagine in a couple of election cycles, Australia will be having conversations about reparations.
1: No, but the thing is what they should be having conversations about when it comes to Indigenous relations, and that's what I was pointing out in the videos, is you should be talking about constitutional recognition of Indigenous people. And the reason you should be talking about that is not uh because yeah again like it's just grievance politics bullshit and that's yeah, the reason no, and, why and, like it, australia day is constantly pointed out and why do these companies like mm. junkie and uh thing like they exploit it it's because and, it's just again like yeah. you're selling that per- that pain the, the or grievance thing,
0: yeah and just a quick caveat here i'm not i, I know I, it, it almost sounds like i just have that typical oh you just complain and shut up just deal with it or whatever and that's not what i'm trying to say here I'm well, just I am to, saying that but well okay, no but on. I am trying to <laughs> like you might be like saying the constitutional recognition that's a that's a that's a real issue like I'm just saying to what degree will this actually alleviate any suffering you may have none yeah that's the thing it's it's because then if it does alleviate your suffering what does that say that says that the simple action of a date change just completely that just forgives everything that happened and that's not going to be the case
1: no one's going to actually feel
0: that way so no. it's just it's just. But dude, it's, this it's is the like whole thing. Like been actual in a,
1: indigenous, if, actual indigenous advocacy groups don't give a shit about changing the date, and you know why they don't give a shit about that? They don't oh. give a shit about that because like indigenous communities still face things like leprosy and like huge quantities of the. I can't remember what it's from, but like a a lot of indigenous kids in in rural communities just go deaf at like age ten. There's all these mm. other things that are happening, and it's mm. it's not so much a thing of like it's not so much a thing of just like Australia just being like inherently racist and trying to fuck indigenous people over. It's just a thing of like, they live in remote communities. Mm. And so it's just very easy to forget about them. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they're not going to, they, they, they don't have the numbers to like, uh, mm. you know, go and lobby their politicians for treatment and shit like that. And so that's, that's That'd like a constant out. thing. And so like when it comes to changing the date and stuff, dude, a lot of the actual indigenous advocates find it quite irritating is what I've read in the literature. Yeah. And that's why you see even reflected in the, uh, statistics most indigenous people don't think of like don't have this thing of being like oh my god it's australia day this is awful most people are just kind of just like yeah mad have a barbecue or whatever like it's it's really it is an inner city grievance that is what i have observed and it's very obvious when you look at the people that are most vocal about changing the date on Australia Day. Every single time you look at them, it's think, never people of, like, great magnitude. It's just, like, people on studio team fighting that, and shit, you know? like That
0: may have changed, but I'm only suggesting that based on my social media fees. I know a lot of uh, the few Indigenous people I do have on uh, social media who aren't really in that inner-west bubble or anything like that. And they do, they're they're vocal about changing the date. So it may,
1: it may, it may have changed, but. But yeah, again, I'm, I'm just saying like, dude, it's, it's actually like a, it's, it's a stupid point to focus on. Yeah, It's like the same thing as, dude, it's like, I I can say exactly the same thing about, you know, like just, just constantly going on, um, about, I don't know, just like shit of just, look, I'm trying to think of like equivalent example, but the, the thing thing of just like constantly people that are just like hooked into Crowder. And just constantly focusing on that kind of shit of like the white version of that, of just being like, it's, it's not fair. We're just not getting the grants and that, that kind of shit. Uh-huh. You know, like it's what you're saying. It's just like, if you actually wanted these things change, if you wanted actual like justice for Aboriginals or whatever that shit is, like you would be thinking about these bigger issues. Like what Bernie Sanders is focusing on when he says that, you know, climate change is going to affect, you know, poor people in the South. Much more than it is going to affect rich people in the north yeah. it's these bigger things sure and and, and
0: um, going moving away from a political context as well to me a, uh, a somewhat uh, apt comparison could be if you've endured a bad relationship or an abusive relationship, if the, if the perpetrator the perpetrator can apologize as much as they want. That's never. If you feel like, oh, that I was treated unfairly, I was treated unfairly, I was treated unfairly, they can they can can apologize as much as I want. If you've got to change that mentality, ultimately, yeah, you know, there's only so many apologies that can actually stop that suffering.
1: Well, would you? I think yeah. I think when it when it comes to all of these ideas when it comes to every angle of suffering, there is kind of one cure-all. And I think it is really trying to adopt a mentality. like It's like a change in focus is the main point. And I think the second point is just like uh, I, I really do think the Buddhists are right. Like the older I get, the more I just get into this headspace of dude, contentment that's what that's what you should be striving for your entire life is just being content that's it like honestly the best I feel is not those like yay roller coaster moments it's just this and if you can get into that when it comes to anything when it comes to like the political side or or relationships or anything like that it's like this thing of like you know that person was in my life now they're not you can just have this Mm. attitude to it Mm. And it's a, it's a yeah. hard thing to foster. No,
0: yeah, and there are obviously you know there's a there's a practical reality if someone's wronged you. You you should um, you you deserve some form of justice. I'm not saying that's, but but do you what I'm do you deserve
1: some form of justice? <laughs>
0: uh in in the society we've built, I'm talking about you know if someone commits a crime against you or something like that, then
1: yeah. But like, but I'm but but your like,
0: mentality of saying, "Oh, I was wronged," and that. Uh, you can, you know, you can dwell on that forever, and no matter what happens, you know that person can go to jail or or, or whatnot. But if you always feel like I was wronged, I'm deserving of something more.
1: That will be a permanent state of suffering. So, See, yeah, that's 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 I guess what I'm getting at more, where it's just this thing of, I think the Buddhist teaching that they're constantly pointing out is that just like you will have numerous opportunities to suffer in life. Oh yeah. Can you grow past them? And the point is that it's just this thing of like, and, and I, I, you know what, actually it's actually something my dad says all the time. Like anything, anytime anything bad happens to him or anyone else, he always says life's not fair. And like when I was a kid, I was always like, fuck you dad, just do it, you know, but Now that I'm a bit older, I think he's actually just, that's the right cosmic perspective of it. It's just like some people cop it worse in life, some people don't.
0: No, you have to strive to, uh, you have to aim for that mentality.
1: So if you can just get into that mindset of like, you know, like this is my lot in life. If you can just just see it like very factually, Hmm. of just this is what I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. Going through life like that gets rid of a lot of, the uh what what is known as suffering right like you can just experience pain observe it and move on and that can be emotional and physical and whatever Mm. and i think it's kind of the same thing with relationships Mm. it's definitely that thing like and also you know what else i think really helps with pain in relationships the perspective of wayne dyer who's kind of like an american version of buddhism he's just taught He's, dude, every okay. time I've ever gotten into anyone who's gotten into a breakup and they're just yeah. like, I don't know what to do, man. I'm just like, go watch heaps of Wayne Dyer. Mm. And then he's just like, I don't know. He's just like this okay. helpful, nice grandfather. Yeah, but he's like a real 80s self-help power force. And everybody at the end always just has his. Mm. I love you, Wayne. Mm. I love you too, man. I
0: mean, you can understand and empathize with the mentality of someone who's been in a 10, 20-year marriage and ah, uh, the other person has cheated or, you know, the other person has done the, the wrongful action, of course you would uh, lean towards... You would, you would be suffering in that situation. So any sort of help that those people can get would be... I'm sure they would very much appreciate it.
1: Now, that's true. And I do recommend that you go and look out at him. But essentially his teaching would say that if you were in that situation and somebody cheated on you after 20 years, there would have been a lot of things behind the scenes that were building up to that cheating. And you might not have been in pain, or they might might have been in pain, but somebody wasn't content in that relationship. And so for whatever reason, that relationship had to end. Mm. And you kind of have to get to the point in life where you can just accept that. So, and I think so, that's 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 the accumulation of Buddhism in a nutshell. It's <laughs> like constantly yeah. accumulating acceptance, just being like, this uh, is I how know. the world is.
0: For some reason, my mind, just when you were talking about that relationship analogy, my mind went to comparing that to the political analogy and almost as though the person who's cheating has adopted uh, an ideology similar to uh, like an extreme political ideology, saying, yeah, I'm entitled to cheat because... Because this person's wronged me that that much, yeah. And I just found that I just found that really uh, interesting.
1: Well, you know that that is like a lot of the reasons that mo- a lot of the time people cheat in those long term relationships is always that reason. they yeah. feel justified in cheating. And
0: I think a lot of the times people do any sort of uh, acts that we would that they themselves, if you ask them just in a neutral context, hey, do you think this is a, a a bad action? They would say yes, but the reason they do it is because, no, I've been wrong, so I'm justified in doing that. It's a common
1: excuse with criminals.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless you're a psychopath, almost all, I, I, I would imagine most people who, you know, if it's petty theft or whatever it may be, they say, well, yeah, you, you know, the typical, you don't know what I've been through, man. Yeah. That's such a. That's the conscience. Yep,
1: yep, 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 yep. You don't know what
0: I've been through. And that's true. I don't. And you probably have been through a lot of hardship. But we have to adopt, every person has to adopt a, a philosophy that, regardless of whatever hardship I've been through, there's a moral standard I have to attain.
1: And there are other people that have uh, endured worse hardships than that person yes, that did not do that. Yes. There's, <laughs> there's always
0: an example of someone who had it worse than you and there's always an example of someone who had it better than you. Yeah. every all the time.
1: Yeah. So, man, yeah, at the end of the day, I think that that's
0: what... That's what Jordan, Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. What does he say? Well, he says that, yeah, like the, 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 the suffering is a cause for a lot of the really evil actions that happened throughout the 20th century and things like that.
1: Yeah. Hmm. And it is yeah there's always just this uh yeah as as soon as as soon as things start getting into yeah you're right it's always like i'm getting back at that
0: person i mean look forgive me i i don't my um modern history knowledge is not nearly as uh good as it should be but it wasn't it, it what hitler did uh instill into people it was the german people were suffering and he said well we can you know, it's it wasn't like oh we're just we're great and we're better than the Jews. It was, hey, you know we're getting back. A, yeah, we're getting back. Like we we've been uh, treated unjustifiably here. So what we're doing is is okay. Yeah, I didn't articulate that very well. But the point no, was but that like was that 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 the weapon, it was it was, a, it was a weaponization of suffering. It yeah. wasn't. And in the same way, a lot of the uh, anti-Muslim rhetoric in from some of the uh, right-wing parties in the Western world. It doesn't come from a place of, yeah, we're white and therefore we're better than everyone else. It comes from a place of like, no, we've been, we've been treated unfairly and, and the immigrants and the Muslims have been given all these advantages. So as a result, we're getting
1: back at them. So I think that that's actually probably a better phrase and I've seen that become more frequent in language, I don't know, maybe in the last year or whatever. It's kind of moved from identity politics to grievance politics. I think that's fairer. Yeah, but I also don't think it's fair
0: to just... I think it's everywhere in politics. There's always, in every political tribe, there's a certain percentage of people who would adopt that particular ideology because of their suffering. And I talk about this in, like, every podcast, but...
1: Yeah, but you're right. And And, and, and it's relevant. I mean, look... (laughs) But you're right, yeah. There's always just, like, there's, there's an element in every successful campaign of we're getting back at this group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, look, in the last <laughs> campaign in Australia, what I mean, was the campaign? Like, Labor's campaign was, we're getting back at the big end of town. That was the phrasing that they were using. We're getting back at the big end of town. Yeah, liberals. The, liberals, the Liberals' phrasing was like, you know, they're coming for your benefits. Yeah. That was what they were, were getting coming back.
0: At. And also, there was a part, there was like a slight, oh, we're getting back at those, like, inner-west, greeny yeah. wankers who keep talking down to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely... Um, even though if, if it wasn't directly said, I think that was a mentality a lot of people had.
1: Because it's just so powerful to weaponize that.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people, a lot of suffering. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, when, when you start thinking about it, you just, it, you see it everywhere and you see it in yourself. I, I see it in myself all the time. I'm trying to get better at dealing with it, but it is, it is human nature.
1: I don't know what the alternative is. I think, yeah, obviously there's the acceptance point, but there's also there's there's also like a cultivation that needs to come into your mind of looking for opportunity. Because the thing is, you know what I think I am. Yes, because you can you can find a like a, a cause to
0: suffer for, but a lot of the suffering that I think the really the poor conception, the poor manifestation of the suffering that which becomes the envy is that people feel that their suffering wasn't aptly rewarded. Yeah. So I go back to that, that first anecdote of what I did outside of high school and everyone else had a really uh, low-wage crappy job that they hated. So they think, well, this that's so not fair. I suffered so much more than him. Why did he get so much more money than me?
1: Yeah, so it was just this thing of, and again, this, this unwarranted sense of justice. But see, this yeah. is the whole point, is that you should probably be looking beyond that because – the 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 concept of justice really just exists in your mind there's no such thing as justice in the animal kingdom it just doesn't exist no, no, like no. you just get eaten that's it yeah or you don't get eaten uh you know in in the human world there's kind of like a it, it, a separation it's a, it's of that because of like the legal system and it's stuff a but it's a sort of construct invested. it sort of is isn't it justice is justice a, for sure a it cultural
0: is. construct yeah
1: and it changes from culture to culture what justice is, but and
0: it changes, I think, even from each individual because uh, people who are, well, we all have our, we all look out for the self. We're all self interested to some degree, some more than others. So we always have a skewed uh, version of of justice that skews towards us.
1: Yeah, but I think that the attitude that those people should have adopted when they saw you is not like a feeling of justice. It should have been a thing of. In life there's only results. Yeah. And that's what it boils I mean, down it sh- to. They
0: should have, but <laughs> I'll again like I understand I completely understand the mentality because I just see it in myself as well when, as I said before, looking at the pranksters and the you know, some other even just stand up comedians who are extremely successful who just really aren't that clever.
1: But you gotta get out of that mentality, it's not healthy. Yeah, but if you if you adopt the mentality instead of just being like they just did something different, yeah, and so unless, they're getting a different result
0: without a doubt. That's what I uh, that's what I aim for now.
1: And I think that that's like what everyone, yeah,
0: like everyone listening should aim for as well.
1: They should, shouldn't they? Because the alternative is to sit there and say it's not fair for X, Y, and Z reasons. Yeah, yeah, I would it's just gross.
0: Yeah. Um. So yes, we are nearing the end of the the podcast here. Uh, I just think people should be aware of of. One, they're suffering, and then they'd be a lot. They become a lot more aware of the suffering with the people that they have close relationships with and the people around them. Because I just can't help but, like I said, almost every conversation I have, if you just let the other person talk, they will eventually go into something that they're complaining about.
1: Hmm.
0: And isn't it much almost more uplifting
1: always. being around somebody that's always talking about, I guess, opportunity.
0: Yeah, or at least then. Uh, They can talk about something, whatever, you know, you can talk about what you're annoyed about to a moderate degree, but then have the common courtesy to ask questions to the other person. Mm. One thing that just turns me off so much, even though I've just said I'm an incel and I'll, like, take anything, but... (laughs) Oh, not anything, but... um, getting there. Yeah, slide into my DMs. Um, (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Nah, uh, so it's, look, it's been all right. Don't get me wrong. Um, when, if you're on a date with a girl and she only ever talks about herself.
1: Which well, is the majority of the population. Well, yeah,
0: I know. And it's really, I think, especially if they're, you know, because we're not good at calling girls out, are we? Men are not good at like calling girls out on bad behavior. Whereas girls will always call guys out on bad behavior. Yeah cuz we're just like oh she did that thing that i didn't like but i still want to fuck her so i'm not going to say anything. Mm.
1: You know what ironically so though, they I've... haven't they
0: haven't developed they haven't been able to like refine their character and i'm talking i'm i'm not this is like a select few cuz there's just as many men that are like that as well but i yeah, obviously but you're not I'm dating, them, yes so. i'm dating women.
1: Yeah, but I think that also if you had the conviction in those scenarios, instead of just being like, uh-huh, uh-huh mm. can we fuck yet? Yeah, no, I suppose you just know. being like, you're talking about yourself, well, anyways. Just stop doing that or something. Well, not that, not that level, but you know, like I think that if you do call them out on their behaviour, you will garner respect. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm trying to do a bit more of that. Because you're right. That is what those like. I just think most people have just been cultivated to just focus on themselves. Yeah. And I think that that's not just a, you know a societal thing. That is that is a result of just this this society being heavily marketed on. So mm-hmm. all marketing is constantly just being like you, 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 special K. You know, <laughs> like that kind of shit. Like you're so special, you deserve this sugary fucking cereal. <laughs> Damn. You know, that's it's that. It's yeah. just constantly making you focus on you. Mm. So you're more susceptible to their message because they know that that is the best way to get your attention. Yeah. I guess that's the end.
0: That is, uh, well, we have to wrap it up. Um, well, I mean, yeah, in conclusion, there's not much more we really need to say there.
1: I think that, I think we've really gotten to the crux of it, though, which is that if you are ever suffering, suffering notice it, as you pointed out, and then I think just remind yourself of this. There's only results in life. There you go. There's no such thing as justice. There's just results. That's a
0: that's a great way to end it. Um, thank you guys very much for for listening, and we'll uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Tell some
1: friends about the podcast. Help us out. We'll
0: see you next time. Bye.